Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Okay, I'm going to talk about notes, GM notes, things like that. We'll talk about that right after this. You know, I think that there's something I don't see happening very often in games. Um, and, you know, somebody's going to call me out and say I'm wrong, but I don't notice uh, GMs, you know, giving players like notes and stuff, you know, secrets. They, I I mean, for me, I've always you know, said some things at the table, but I should have said to, just to the character, and now everybody knows type of thing. But, you know, that used to happen a lot. Okay, story time. When I was first starting out role-playing as a player, everybody starts as a player, usually, but I kind of worried, um, and I don't know if this is if this is common or not with new players, but, you know, you always, you know, you have... If you're starting out, you usually start out with D&D. You usually have six stats. And I never worried about being my character being stronger or more dexterous or than I was. But I did worry about my character being more intelligent than me. My my thing I always said was, how do I how would I play Sherlock Holmes in in something like that? And then I finally realized it's it can be down to an intelligence role. Okay. I mean, they're all, that's what stat rolls are for. I mean, or rather stats are for is to, to roll against them. At least it used to be anyway, until the current edition came around. But I still, I still hold to that. You know, there is no, in my games, there are no, well, you got to hit this target number in my, in my D&D games anyway. You got to hold this target number. There's none of that in my games. It's like, uh, you know, for a stat or a save, you roll, you roll under the stat and over the save, and that's why they're there. I mean, yeah, you get nice, you know, pluses and pluses and minuses for for things, but to me, why would you put a? Why would you have a stat if not for to to use it as a roll? I mean, yes, as a GM, you can go, okay, uh, your strength minus two or your dexterity minus plus one or something like that. Sure. That, and that's, that's the way it's supposed to, as far as I'm concerned, that's the way it's supposed to be. But anyway, I used to, I'm getting sidetracked again. But anyway, I used to say, well, you know, how do I, how do I play a, a character who should be more observant or something like that, even though I'm trying as a player? I mean, same thing with wisdom. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, as I just felt like I was ill-equipped to do it. But, you know, the GM's finally taught, taught, taught me, you know, just make a roll. If you make it, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll toss you a bone or I'll toss you a clue. You know, you're, you might think that you might think this, or you might notice that or something like that. Okay. Now I told you about that to say this. I think 
that the old the old GM uh, the old GM uh, skill of passing notes to players, or even in extreme cases, taking them into another room and telling them something, although that sends up red flags to the rest of the table, but that's okay. Uh, but, I mean, even passing a note would probably do that. Uh, because I just, I don't see it happening. It's, you know, they'll say, okay, uh, you pick that up, and I, you pick that item up. It's a cursed item. And now everybody at the table knows. And at that, if it's a, if it's a cursed item, sometimes you don't even tell the player. You just you know, you say you just pass a note saying you really think that if if it has anything to do with mind control or anything like that, you have to tread lightly, because a lot of people feel like oh you're trying to run my character for me. No, you're not. It's just you know you get charmed, you get charmed. You know what are you going to do? But I mean things that things that you think characters certain characters should notice, but they don't. You know, if so, if I give somebody an intelligence uh, role or a wisdom role, or even in my games we have perception, a perception role might do it. You know, I'm not going to make have make five different roles just to notice something. You know, a perception role would do it. You know, I, I see people, okay, make a perception role. Okay, make an intelligence role. Now make a wisdom role. No, 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 no. You don't do that. But the point is... I should be doing that more too. I'm, you know, I'm getting on myself as well as, you know, telling you people about it. So how do you do that? Well, one, you keep some index cards behind the screen that you can write on or slips of paper or post-it notes. They all work. And just write it down and hand it to the player. Now, I'd hand it Here's here's what I want to suggest. You write it, fold it, and give it to the player. Then you watch. If you have to pass it along through other players, you watch. Or you just watch the, the player. You, they read it, they fold it back up, and then they hand it back to you. Then you can, you know, as a GM, you can do the disposition. You could throw it away or just keep it or... I don't know, light it on fire or whatever. But the point is, you have control over that information. You're supposed to have control over all the information anyway. But especially something like that, you've got to be able to have control over that kind of thing. Okay? So that that was the way I would do it. Now, I used to, I never tried this, but I, I got them. At one time, you know, around Easter time, you can get those plastic eggs that you put candy and stuff in and give the kids. You can take, you know, if you still have some of those left over for Easter or if it's Easter time and you get a, get like a package, a few of them, use those. Write the note, put it in the plastic egg, toss it to the player. They open it, read the note, fold it, put it back in, and they toss it back to you. Those are really, really handy for that. So I would suggest doing that. And as far as like, you know, three by five index card, that's okay too. I'm just, you know, you just got to trust trust your players. I mean, as far as like, yeah, give me the note back. No, 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 don't read it. Give it, the, give it back. You know, you're talking to the other players. You know, I've dealt with players who would do stuff like that. You know, you hand it to one player and then, he, then uh, you know, they got... It passed through other players to get there, and one of them would try and peek at it, which I'm not too crazy about. So you got to me, you got to be very strict on that. And this because 
you know, they're going to get clues. They're going to get clues on stuff, but that doesn't mean you have to make it, you have to make it known by the whole table. I mean, it may be more than one character who gets it, who, who gets the, the revelation or whatever. And then I would just say, okay, pass it to him. All right, pass it back to me. You know, you have to, you, this is not, you, you have, you hand, you hand the note and it's not the time to hand the note and then dive back on behind your screen and you're, you're writing something or putting notes down. No, you watch it. You have, I mean, even if you trust your players implicitly, implicitly has nothing to do. If you do trust your players implicitly, something's going to happen. You know, somebody's going to accidentally see it or whatever. But the point is, you control you control the info. You control that info, especially that info. So, you know, be careful like that. And I wouldn't do it more than maybe once a session, once every other session. I wouldn't constantly be... I mean, a game was constantly handing notes back and forth. I said, well, if you're handing them notes back and forth all the time, why are you guys even at the table? Why don't you just go online? Or something like that, or just play by play by email or something. So, you know, you gotta be you gotta be kind of you know discreet about it. You got like anything else in the game, you can't overdo stuff. So just keep that in mind. I mean, if you got a lot of secrets, then you I just re redo the the module, the the adventure, or whatever. Um, you know, if I look at this and I go, God, I got a lot of info. I got to pass here and here and here and here. Oh my gosh. Hmm, we, maybe we can simplify this. Maybe I can have like two characters know one thing and three others know that thing. And, you know, you, you just got to sort of work it out in your head. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of my idea about, you know, note passing in a game. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard.gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you for a single donation. Try my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people. They, do, they give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Soares, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you, guys. You are great. For other good podcasts, we have Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Key Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air.